Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. Hello and happy new year. Welcome back to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast with a very special and long overdue guest, my mum, Paula Bailey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so we thought... Thank you for having me. Well, pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> so we thought we would come to you live as well. And we're live on Facebook right now. So if you are watching, please do say hello. Um, we are wanting to talk to you about what the Better Together message really means and what um, Bailey Enterprises is going to be up to this year. Um, we are together in Barbados at the moment. We are. So I thought, um, I'll ask you, how has your time here been? <laughs> it's been lovely, actually. I love this island. As you know, I've been here a number of times. So being back here has felt, um, it, it's been great because I feel at home straight away. Yeah. And that's one of the real um, nice things about coming back to somewhere where you have been before and not having to establish yourself. I feel the same every time I go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so like we're driving down a road and mum's like, oh, I've been there, I've been here. Is that this road? <laughs> that's all right, I recognise it. We just go down here and down here. <laughs> so what's been your favourite part of being back in Vim? Uh, the weather at the moment. Not seeing me. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, that bit goes without saying. Uh, Barbados is, I don't know, I think it's about the people, isn't it? It's such a friendly place. Mm -hmm. Everybody is just so welcoming and friendly. And, yeah, I love that about it. Love it. That's what I like about here, too. I've made some good friends, and it's been nice to, you know, not feel judged, I suppose, because people are just friendly and, you know, everyone says hello to each other and it's, it's really good, which is really important to us, actually, yeah, when we talk about nice. that. It has a real community aspect here mm. and that is what our Better Together message is about, about community, unity, belonging and welcoming people because people need people. Um, when we started with Bailey Enterprises Property, we were on a mission to combat loneliness and I wrote some notes and I said, loneliness needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we started... It does need to be eradicated, yes. Eradicated. See, this is why we work well together because when I can't think of the words, <laughs> mum does. So when we first started, um, we looked into how common loneliness is and was. Now, this was about three years ago now. And at that time, there were 9 million people in the UK that had spoken out about being lonely. Now, I imagined that to be a lot more. Having done some further research, it turns out that there are actually 25 million people wow. in the UK alone. That's 45% of the population, nearly, um, that feel occasionally and sometimes or always lonely. Now, we don't think that's okay, do we? Definitely not. I think that number must come from the fact that 
it crosses generations, it accounts for so many different people in different scenarios. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think it's either just the elderly, for example, that are lonely and, you know, home by themselves, but well, this year in particular, obviously, has had a massive impact, this year being last year, year. (laughs) 2020, has had a massive impact on people being isolated at home. So I think previously it it did affect people that work from home, mums and dads that were, you know, home workers or at home with children, for example. but yeah, I think it's impacted so many more people through what's happened, people having to stay in, being furloughed, etc. Um, and not having, impact. not having that daily interaction with people is mm. devastating, actually. I've got clients that have been like literally on their own and I had the same thing in York. Mum lives on her own and that's why it's really important to be connected online, especially at the moment with all of this. Mm lockdown stuff that's going on because without that human touch that interaction you you what do you what do you have like this is what i say when people need people like we we come from tribes human beings don't we you know we have that basic instinct to be near people even all of the introverts out there you know that sometimes that you need to be around people (laughs) (laughs) well you you do and that's it's a, it is a support network, but it is it is that where that is why people do gravitate towards other people. Mm-hmm. And then we found as well. So the more we looked into it, a lot of people in property are also lonely because they feel isolated from people who don't understand that they want a different kind of life. Um, or they're working on their own and they're used to working, you know, when you change from working, going to a place of work to then working in property on your own. It's a very different different way of life, isn't it? Well, it really is. And I found that. I had that transition myself from being a, in the corporate world, being an employee. And that transition from, from doing that and being surrounded by a team of people and, you know, literally being able to turn around and have people there to turn it around going, like, where is everybody? <laughs> um, as quite a transition to go through. How did you cope with that? Um, It took a while actually, because it also took a little while for me to realise what was going on and what I was feeling, because I didn't realise at first that I was feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. And that was was something um, that I think I was lucky to snap out of. Um, Part of that though was because I, I found a way of I suppose it was partly the networking. It was making sure that I stayed connected to like-minded people and other people that were travelling that same path as as me. Mm-hmm. So being at home by yourself, you kind of that's easy to. It would be easy to stay stuck in. Mm-hmm. The important thing is to get out, and that's what was able to do and build up that network of people and, and be part and parcel of. That tribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what would you recommend for people now going through something similar? I think in a way to do the same thing, but it has to be online with the limitations that we've that we've got going on at the moment all over the world. I mean, even here in Barbados, you've, you've got restrictions and curfews and, and things that are happening here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's no one isolated thing or, or place. So... That I think is the important thing is to actually stay connected to people. Just 
phone people up as well, you know. <laughs> just have a, have a conversation on Make the phone. phone calls. <laughs> Do FaceTimes and Zoom calls and... Well, that was the other thing we did, was make sure we did like a FaceTime phone call, not just a phone call. Yeah. So you actually see people's faces. You, it's, a, it's a real life thing. Um, I think Zoom came into its own as well, didn't it? Yeah, we should bought shares in that <laughs> in 2019. But it was a way for people to stay connected, and I think it's still a very necessary thing to do. Um, Zoom, Teams, whichever. Even Google has now a meeting thing. Oh, it's great. So everyone's coming out of it. <laughs> we, need a, we need a better together product. Product. <laughs> <laughs> So we've been thinking about this year and our plans and what we're doing. Now, if you didn't already know, we have been granted planning permission for our 30 units development. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Which we've been working very hard on. Mum is totally coming to our own on that. So <laughs> do you want to share with people some of what it's like working on a development like that? It is a massive roller coaster. I'm not going to lie. It's not for the faint-hearted. Um, it's, I think it's probably the same, whatever size scheme, but I guess this is quite a big scheme. It's a 30-unit development. It's a 20,000 square foot building. It's a big site, and there's a lot involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the key thing was ensuring we had the right team. So initially, obviously, working with David Kemp, our planning consultant, um, making sure that... You know, there, there was no cutting costs anywhere with the, the quality of people that we were working with. Um, the same now with like the project manager, the same now with the main contractor. It's really, really important to have the right people around you. But And building those relationships with those people as well. So this, again, goes back to the people. That, that's the thing. And that, that takes time and effort. Mm -hmm. um, and that, again, shouldn't be underestimated in what it takes to actually build a solid relationship and have those people working with you, like literally with you. It's not a for you, it's all a with you scenario. There's so much involved as well that, you know, even when we thought we'd got all of our tranche of surveys done and stuff like that, always, there were more. There's always something, there's always <laughs> there something more. else, something more that comes up. So. And then all the learning that came from that and the knowledge building was great. But like, you know, even at the beginning, it was like, well, you need this, this and this survey. But actually, it wasn't that simple. You needed that first and then that. And then you couldn't have that one until you had that one and that one. And they both needed to. So, yeah, no, it's been, I've, I've loved it. <laughs> I have loved it. It's been great. Uh, but definitely, um, it's had its stresses. It's not for the faint hearted. It's sure. not for, no, definitely not. It's not for everyone. It is not for everyone, um, but yeah, I, I, if you've got a desire to do it, I'll give it, give it the... I think having that, that good reason why behind it as well. So for us, the developments and having communal space so that people can really get to know their neighbours. And I think that has happened more over the past year, people talking to their neighbours a bit more because they just, mm. you know, need someone to talk to over the wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that community spirit you know like you just used to be in and out of each other's houses that doesn't happen anymore yeah and for us having that community aspect to bring people together um as well as assisting the housing market because there there aren't enough houses being built yeah and if you know private investors don't do that it, it's 
going to cause even more of a problem. Yeah. And that is one of the things that with, with our scheme, um, we did a very, very useful pre-app for it. Conversations with council early on was good indicators. Also, obviously, they have housing targets to meet. But again, all of that, all of the surveys that we've done, all of the material that we submitted, all of that lent itself to demonstrate at pre-app stage that the scheme works. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that was able to do by going to site so often was build relationships as well with the local estate agents, with neighbours, um, and all of that, that actually, that local well. community is really important. And finding out from them as well what they were looking for, because I mean, we did two public exhibitions as well, and finding out what they would object to, and like, you know, they were keen on the scheme, which is really great feedback. So. Yeah, it really was. But again, it, it in the area that it is, it's a it's it's a community. It is a sort of it's a, it's a um, sucker market town. So yeah. it's it's got that vibe to it. So it it really suited our community intent straight away. That site and the scheme itself that we've developed allows yeah it allows people to be able to come together. It does. And we're looking for more of that <laughs> this year and um, working with investors as well, because we'd rather help other people make money than just the big bank corporations, you know, <laughs> because people need people. And so where we can create more community space, do more developments, help more people make money, provide great housing for people. What would you say gave you the most confidence in your abilities to take this project on because I think that's a really important factor in in everything is your confidence in your mindset and abilities to do things mm. well I think mindset is one of it to be honest but I think there was also a recognition that I did have a transferable skill set mm -hmm. it wasn't just a case of throwing myself into something that I'd had absolutely no clue about um, managing projects and people and teams and sorting stuff out putting that politely sorting stuff out <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing orchestrating facilitating yeah. all of the above i've done for years so it was a transferable skill um and i think i took control of it i know that i did take control of it but that is because that was how i knew how to work it best mm -hmm. and I was then in control of knowing where everything was. And I think that in part gave me the confidence because I had it up there that I knew where every piece was mm -hmm. and then I could manage it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> when it was left, you know, with other people and I'm having to say, I mean, you, you still are, or even if you're, you've taken control of like, where are we at with that? If someone else is doing something though, you're asking them, where are we at with that? Then they've got to go and check with someone else. Where are we at with that? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the issue with such a big development. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the moving parts and making sure that they, they work together and, and go well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, spinning plates and, and remembering where each one is. So how do you remember? <laughs> a lot of it is in my head, but a lot of it is it's not all on envelopes. <laughs> I have a writing on envelopes habit. Stretch it does. Sorry. I have notebooks. Mum writes on envelopes. 
No, I have several notebooks and this scheme is in notebooks. Uh, so I know exactly where it is. And every meeting, every person I speak to, there are notes of every single conversation. And so I can look back on everything. So I know where everything is. Cool. <laughs> it's not all on an envelope. <laughs> so that would need to be one big envelope. <laughs> So what would you recommend for people wanting to change their lives and do something different? If they truly want to, I think there's an element of spending a little bit of time on working out on the why, on what the purpose is, mm -hmm. if I'm honest. Um, you know, I think you've got to look at, if someone says they want to leave their job, for example, I'd look at the why, mm -hmm. because is it actually just about that job? Or is it much wider or much deeper than that? Because it could be you change your job or who you're working with or where you're traveling to, all of those elements. That is what could change how you feel about your present circumstances. Yeah. Um, I think your why, your why is really important. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. and Yeah, it's what keeps you motivated and and progressing with doing what you want to do and I, I do believe it there's some really successful people um really successful people who have made millions actually but one of their biggest mantras is be really passionate about what you do love what you do and it will not feel like work mm -hmm. and I think that's why you know if I'm still working at midnight it matters not to me because I'm enjoying what I'm doing <laughs> It's true. It's, it's the same for me, like with um, the mastermind and all of my clients. Like mm -hmm. I genuinely love hosting those and helping people through their health, wealth, and happiness. And it, it, it doesn't feel like work to me. No. And seeing the success of those people through what they're doing by taking action and them figuring out their whys. Yeah. That helps me know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. That's the, the, yeah, it's getting to the purpose behind it. And I think, and that's why I sort of, even though it can be stressful, the, that particular development and that project, I can see the purpose, I can see the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's why the drive is there to just continually, day after day after day, just keep at it. Yeah. And it isn't easy. It's like looking treacle uphill sometimes. And then you hit... I was gonna. I was gonna use. Um, <laughs> I think it's a broken fix, broken fix mode. Oh yeah, all, 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 all the way through. So right, you are allowed to swear in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that is how it is. That's the roller coaster. You hit a hurdle, you get over the hurdle. You, you feel like you're on the home straights, and then it's like there's another hurdle, and that's the way throughout. And like we haven't started our build on site yet, so there will be more. Um, but these things are so, they take so long. And this has taken so long to even get to this stage, which is obviously why we are out sort of digging around trying to find new sites now. Um, to, to, like some important pipeline. pipeline yeah. yeah. So how would you recommend that people build their resilience for things or anything in life? I think if this development's taught us anything, it is to be resilient and to keep going and obviously a lot of that comes back to the why but for you what would you recommend to people for building up resilience because you are going to come across hurdles yeah i don't find that so easy to answer actually because i think it comes it does come down to your own mindset 
and your your inner strength and your your fight and your determination. Mm-hmm. So I think it does really come down to a purpose, your or your bigger purpose that pushes that drive forward. So, On the how I've <laughs> going to say reading a motivational quote every day might not cut it <laughs> not always but some people and I get and I get this because I like reading motivational quotes mm-hmm. whereas I think some people just go you know but now and again they will relate yeah or they'll give you a bit of like yeah I needed that today yeah that's right um I mean it's not going to be the driver for you necessarily mm-hmm. but I think you've I think it comes down to you as an individual, you working on your mindset as, and your purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing. And again, just working with the right people, having the right people around you. Because mm-hmm. again, you know, with some of the struggles that we've had over the last year, like if we didn't have each other to have turned to, mm-hmm. that would have made it Hell of a lot worse. A hell of a lot worse and, and really difficult to, to keep pressing through. Mm-hmm. But having the right support and the right mentors has made a massive difference as well. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the the mentorship that we've had and the people that we've been able to turn to, um, I mean, like, you know, to fair as well, that's why we've done a scheme as big as we have, it's because of the people that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is things like that. It, it is your, your mentors or your coaches, etc., that that will help keep you going. And I think always they, ask for help. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it is a case of always ask for help. Don't suffer in silence. I think they shouldn't be underestimated. I think a lot of people actually they don't like to pay for mentorship, and you can get mentorship for free. Um, it, it, it is out there, but it's worth what you pay. It, yeah, I was going to say it depends on your needs, yeah. your real needs. And again, I think people need to dig a little bit deeper sometimes than the superficial as to what their real needs are. Mm-hmm. How does one do that? You've got to question yourself quite a lot. You've got to ask yourself questions. And if... I'll tell you what, here's a question. Here, here's an example. Um, so I remember having a phone call with Rob Moore one afternoon. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I... Well, I can do Facebook Lives. I just don't do them. And uh, I had this chat with him and he said... We started asking me questions about why I wasn't doing them. Mm-hmm. And I said, I answered this, and, I, and he asked another question, and I answered that, and I answered this, and he answered that, and he just went, I'm not hearing anything here, just do a, ne- do a live in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. And I did. In a group of 20,000 people. And that was the point. <laughs> and it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reality. You stand in your own way. And so I guess if you can't ask yourself those questions, get someone else to ask you, to ask you those sort of questions. If you think you've got a scenario or a blockage, have someone else just I recently trigger had questions at you I and you go like, that. yeah, okay. it makes you think. There isn't a problem, is yeah. there? It's when you say things out loud. It's figuring out what that is and getting yourself to really, really think about it to make sure that you can get out of your own way mm. and you can always get out of your own way this is why i have the confidence on on camera program 
people yeah. together <laughs> <laughs> on camera <laughs> and like that for example that's a good example this was not a planned pitch actually <laughs> um, I don't have a date for the next one but it will be seen so I will let you know um, but it's taking it through step by step so that by the end of these five days people go out and do a Facebook live confidently with a structure and they know what they're saying and it's getting out of your own way and having that added accountability. Like if Rob hadn't said to you, go and do that now, I'm going to go and check, you, yeah. would have, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And that was the point. He said, I'm doing another call now. By the time I finish that, I want you to have done your life. And it was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I put some lipstick on <laughs> and did a life. Yeah. And you've so done yeah, it. You've actually, done lots and you are, you're good at them. When you do them. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't do them very often. Well, um, I hope to be seeing lots more lives from you on site, on site this year. That will be a really good share and story for people to see that. It will, but it'll also be a good way for us to... Um, document Document, it. that's the word. I was going to say film, but document the, the progress of the development. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm afraid you might well see more on me. <laughs> um, so I'm going to wrap this up and say, I love you, Mum. I love you too, daughter. <laughs> um, but if you could give people one tip for building their confidence, what would it be? Work with now. I was going to say, do I have to say work with you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that wasn't planned, but actually I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on what... You actually did my first programme, didn't you? I did your first five-day challenge. No, my first seven-week. Oh, yes, eight we week. did that as my well, yeah. Eight your eight-week programme. Yeah. yeah. And that helped. Yeah. Yeah. See? See, she's right. Listen to actually, Mum. That's a fair point. I have done her programme. <laughs> <laughs> Mum approved. <laughs> so yeah, I've got mum food stamp there. But um, other, other, other than that, what would your top tip for building confidence be? I, it's a personal belief thing, so you, that's what I mean. You, you've got to dig deep, you've got to look at yourself, you've got to get out of your own way. And like I say, if you, if you can't do that by yourself, and a lot of people can't, mm -hmm. and there is absolutely no shame in that at all. Um, it comes back to what we said right at the beginning, people need people. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with the right people and that will massively, massively help you. So thank you very much for being um, a guest and the first episode for 2021, Ooh. all the way from Barbados. <laughs> um, if you are listening to the podcast or you've been watching the Facebook Live, please do say hello. Um, if you'd like to know any more about our mastermind, the Gold Star Life Mastermind, where we teach health, wealth and happiness, please drop me a message on Facebook or email natalie at natalieArabella.com and I will get back to you and we can have a chat about that. Um, but otherwise, stay tuned. Next week, we will have another episode um, on the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks for being a guest. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey.
and join the Better Together for confidence and mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.